This is the MD Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome in to the MT's Fantasy Football Show. Thank you for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell notification so you get notified whenever we have new content available to you. You can also stay up to date with the show when you're on the go by downloading us on your favorite podcast app. App. Thanks for coming in, and guess what? It's time for our Injury Inquiries episode today. Week 5, we are into the bye weeks, so there's some injuries on here we'll just save and, and talk about next week because uh, we we're not going to get any information right now anyway, which stinks. Uh, but for this week, at least, we can go ahead and focus in on what we got to do. And we have the best man to talk to so we know what we're getting ourselves into with these players and their injuries. So let's go ahead and introduce him for properly now and now the moment you've all been waiting for he's the number one injury list man in all of fantasy sports host of the injury list podcast mr brian scott was that the rick flair I gotta get like a smoke machine so that way you know when we do this, it yeah. just goes up for smoke and just you do the LeBron, maybe like you do that. the LeBron power. I want to hold you to that actually. Yeah. I gotta figure out a way. There's gotta be some kind of filter I can put on here in StreamYard. StreamYard make that happen. All right. Yeah. We need a smoke filter. <laughs> Brian, how you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. We've got a lot to talk about again. We do have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Always good to have you on the show. This is one of the most important episodes we do during the week because we just this is yeah. how you get the edge on people. Again, there's a ton of information out there. We're constantly giving analysis on social media, and yet the, the number one thing you can do to get the edge is knowing what these players' injuries are and what really to expect from them. So, Brian, this is why you are so invaluable to the fantasy football industry in particular. I'm sure all fantasy yeah. sports, but you know, for us, we only care about fantasy football. We don't care about True. the other ones. Well, that's my busy. <laughs> season two so <laughs> i'm sure it would be all right yeah. so let's get into the quarterbacks oh, 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 oh. and uh you know i really encourage people go back and listen to previous episodes from the week before yeah. because that'll kind of help also guide your decision about what to do going forward but it'll also give us a little clout and some cred yeah, about how accurate we are right i mean I mean, Brian, you've been pretty much dead on with all these injuries we've been talking but, about. But the thing is, like, these guys don't listen to me, right? Like, what the heck are they doing with Derek Carr? I said, why would you play him with a AC joint sprain on his throwing shoulder, having having missed like a few days of practice last week, and then they put him out there? He looked like garbage, dude. And what was that? I don't know. He shouldn't I, have been playing. And then he's he's had like limited practices today and yesterday. I mean, like, I'm not surprised that he's still not even back full, they should have just shut it down. I don't know what they're doing with him. Well, they shouldn't play him this week. You can't play him out there if he's still going to continue to look like that. I don't know if just because they hate Jameis Winston that much. And we're just really like, either. you know what, Derek Carr, if you really want to play, fine. Go ahead and play. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know. Like, Alva Kamara was sitting there like 13 receptions for 33 yards. It's unheard of. You can't get that kind of production in the receiving game at all. He was frustrated after the game. All the volume he got, and he was still frustrated because like, look, we like, 
I have nowhere to go. Like yeah. I'm just getting pounded out here. You might as well just give me a handoff. Oh, my, I, I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen a worse showing from a quarterback ever. Like, well, no I mean, he, he he's playing hurt. He couldn't throw the ball down the field. Though. That's why I don't understand what they were doing. It really makes no sense to me. I, I'm not sure who was calling that move or calling the shots on that decision, but not a smart one. For well, sure. And, and now, you know, I'll ask your obviously your expert opinion on this. After he played last week, yeah. is he gonna, do you think he's just gonna he's just gonna play this week just because now? I like I don't I feel like now you almost kind of have to throw him out there, right? <laughs> like you, you're saying basically that you think he's good enough to play last week. Why would all of a sudden now he not be good enough to go this week? The problem is you haven't really given him much of a chance to really rest and rehab that shoulder. And then you're going to ask him to turn around and do it all over again on very limited practices for the last two weeks. Like it makes absolutely no sense in my opinion you know if it was his non-throwing shoulder that's a completely different thing right this is his throwing shoulder and he's a quarterback in a throwing league like i don't i don't really get it um maybe this is like a way for them to justify his downfall or something maybe they're going to use this later on as clout to be like well look at how poorly you did and da, 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 you know but I, I don't know i don't know what the hell they're doing here's the problem because as a result now we have to downgrade Olave but you're still going to have to play him I can maybe take Michael Thomas out of your lineup uh, you're going to have to play Alva Kamara but the whole offense is, as a whole is going to take a tick down yeah so, I mean I had Olave in one of my leagues man he did nothing and it's like terrible yeah. to watch because there's nothing wrong with him no, but you had to play him because he's too good of a player not to. It only takes you know the couple broken tackles, but you're going to have temper mm-hmm. expectations. And that means taking a shot on a flex play who has maybe a more higher boomer bust ceiling. That's something you might have to consider if you have any one of these Saints players and you're playing in your lineup. Yeah. Uh, what about Kenny Pickett? He had a knee issue. We thought so, we were going to see Mitchell Trubisky. Now all of a sudden he's fine. I'm kind of in the same boat th- heading into this weekend with Pickett. I mean, like they're saying he had an MRI which showed a bone bruise. And okay, albeit maybe it's mild. And then all of a sudden today, he's full practice, ready to go Sunday, they're saying. So I'm a little bit surprised by that. They have a week six bye. Like, what are you doing? Well, and at this point, we talked about this yesterday on the show. Mr. Trubisky wouldn't even be a downgrade with how he's playing anyway. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, what's the point? Like, I don't understand what they're doing here either. He's definitely going to not be as mobile as he was or could be if he's playing on a 100% healthy knee. So... I think you're just risking further injury. You're not setting yourself up for a a very um, good performance uh, out of Kenny Pickett. I mean, you're asking him to do a lot, whether it's a mild bone bruise or not. It's got to be sore still. You just don't get over bone bruises confirmed on an MRI within a day or two. I mean, like you just don't, Um, even if it's a mild one. I'm sure he feels a lot better, but I mean, until you go full speed and get tackled a few times, good luck. I mean, I just don't get it. Yeah, I I don't. So another one, I have George Pickens actually 10 spots below ECR heading into this week. He's more of a wide receiver three for me than a low end wide receiver two, partly because of that reason. Uh, even though he's in line for all the targets, there's no Deontay this week. There's no Pat Fryermuth this week, who we'll talk about mm-hmm. later on the show. So it's going to be George Pickens in a running back. And I kind of like the Derek Carr situation. It's not the throwing shoulder, but still, I don't expect to be able to step into his throws with all that much comfortability. And he has been playing well anyway as it is. So I'm not going to expect a big game here on George pickens either uh what about jimmy g and his concussion so uh he practiced today with the team is said to be uh entering the final stages of concussion protocol so if he can get through today and some more stuff tomorrow um he should be cleared and ready and available for sunday yeah so we have the question coming in here uh donna yeah kenny is probably going to be back and playing this week even though it's probably going to be a litigated disaster 
All right, so Jimmy G might be back. Let's head into our next segment here with our with our running backs. If I can uh, actually, if I can actually find the drop. It's bad. It's so bad. There's blood everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Is that in for a little extra edit effect because the first guy we're talking about is Saquon Barkley, who <laughs> you know, like two weeks ago, I'm like, oh, this is great. He's like running around on the practice field. He looks really good. And then here we are, like missing possibly the third week, and. Of him saying now that he's not 100% and he's questionable about this weekend um, after doing limited practice, but doing some stuff full with the team. So I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know if this is him looking at the team performance and being like, I'm going to concentrate out here. I am not <laughs> screwing up my ankle for this measles team that we have going here and this crap offensive line. Maybe I'll just sit out another week and kind of see how things play out before I get back on the field there so I don't risk any injury. I mean, I'm not sure what's going on with him. It went from a, a, a not a high ankle sprain to a high ankle sprain. I, who knows? Who knows? I'm I'm so done with this team. <laughs> a true frustrated Giants fan. That that's yeah. exactly. I, I'm I, sorry. I don't. I, I try not to be biased. <laughs> but I try not hard. to be. But when it's, it comes to the Giants, I I just can't control myself. No, I I get it. It's hard. If Saquon's out there, Saquon is going to be inside of my top ten. But to your your point, yeah, there's some funny business going on with Saquon Barkley right now as far as him being able to play, and they they need him to go because this offense is is nothing if it doesn't have at least the RPO action to back off with with Daniel Jones right now. So they well, they're, they're they're playing some type of game of chess right now. Is what's going on? It's him versus uh, management and the coaching staff. This is a game of chess. This has nothing to do with his ankle, I don't think, at this point. I think this is a game of chess. Yeah, He's it, looking it, for the rest of the season. He's like, I got to get through this year. I got to make sure I get my big whatever contract I've got coming up, um, w- despite whatever they did with him this this past year. I mean, this is it he, for him. Like, he, Here's the one thing I pushed back on, Brian. The money, the extra money that he got for the extension this year, it is based on mostly on some incentives. So there are certain numbers he needs to hit. So I don't know how much, maybe he's doing it right now, but I don't know how far how far he would really push that. Well, he might so, be waiting for this offensive line to get their crap together first. Who knows? That, I don't blame. I can't blame him for that. Yeah, that that could be the key, <laughs> and that could be another couple of weeks away. Frankly, yeah. um, Jeff Wilson did not come off IR this week. We were expecting this was going to be the first week for eligibility, and the Dolphins decided not to. And before we go, like, oh, it's an H-hand situation. No, I, I think it's Jeff Wilson's still not healthy. So what's going on with him? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Some type of midsection in injury. I haven't really gotten much uh, in the way of specifics um, on this. Um, and it was kind of surprising when he went on IR to begin with, with this injury. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's obviously not healthy yet. Otherwise, they would have at least had him running through some type of uh, limited sessions and stuff uh, in practice. You know, you only got 21 days with which to decide whether you're going to activate him to the roster. And in doing so, he becomes part of that 53-man roster. So somebody's going to have to either be cut or moved down to the practice squad if they can even do that. So definitely has a lot of roster implications getting him off IR. But until they get him out there and see what he can do, we, we have no idea. Yeah, well, I'll, well, stay tuned because we know Mike McDaniel likes to use a rotation when he gets to guys. Everybody's you know super hyped about A Chan and, and with with good reason. Raheem Moser's still gonna mix in. Savant Ahmed might be in the mix, but when Jeff Wilson comes back, I do think Jeff Wilson's gonna have a role. Him and Mike McDaniel are boys. He loves his little Jeff Wilson. He loves to give him six to eight touches for absolutely no reason, even though, even though he just falls forward for four yards, and that's the extent of what he can do. Uh, but I, I just wouldn't be surprised that one to be in the case. So we're gonna continue to keep our eye on that. But as long as he's out you're firing up a chant you're firing up raheem Mostert with some confidence uh we got two hip guys here so kyron williams he had a hip contusion missed yesterday's practice uh, i do think he came back in a limited capacity today 
Yeah, they were saying yesterday that it was more of a precautionary move, um, that he should be uh, available to play this weekend, and they weren't too concerned about it. So um, whether he was limited or not today, it sounds like it's nothing serious and he should be available. Yeah, so, but what about Javante? I actually, in one of the leagues I'm in, I really need Javante to play this week because I don't have much options to turn to. So it was really bad timing for him to get hurt when he did. Yeah. Now with him, it was a little bit weird because they said a hip flexor first. Yesterday, he was listed with a uh, listed with a quad issue. Uh, yeah, so the thing about that is like your hip, one of your quad muscles technically is a hip flexor as well. So it could have been a combination of quad slash hip flexor if it was that particular part of the muscle. Either way, I don't, Either way, I don't think it's a big deal, and here's why. Now, this is kind of where I have to kind of look a little bit to my experience and step out of the uh, behind-the-scenes kind of thing. You know, when you've got a guy like Williams who's looking to solidify himself as the RB1 on that team, and then you got a guy like McLaughlin who steps in and has a great performance and is getting rousing reviews from his teammates and looks like he's more than capable of handling the job, um, a hip flexor slash quad issue is not going to keep you out of action if you have any hopes of retaining your RB1 status. So it's been not very common to see a lot of guys in football have to sit out for stuff like this. Uh, I thought initially when it went, when he went down and we heard about this injury, it was going to be pretty mild. He was actually um, practicing in a limited capacity um, after today, after being held out yesterday. Uh, so we'll see what he can do tomorrow. Could be a game time decision. He'll probably list it as questionable, but I think if Javante Williams uh, doesn't want to let this slip away from his grasp, he's going to be out there. Yeah, because I, I need him to play. I need him to play bad. So that's <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. That's all I needed here. Uh, not that this guy in him of himself is going to be fantasy relevant this week, but Elijah Mitchell does have some effects on the overall touches of Christian McCaffrey to some degree. Uh, but what's going on with him? Man, he, he injures his knee in practice, and now all of a sudden we haven't seen him yet. Yeah, and then they, then I, I read some reports saying that this is like some nagging type of thing that he's been dealing with, but that, that wasn't their reports initially oh, when he went down with the knee since he's been drafted. So right, I, like, yeah. yeah. So I mean, who knows? Uh, they're saying that he's day to day, but you know, uh, I, I'm not even sure what he's done this week. So I mean, this could be a little bit more serious than that. Uh, it's one of those things you really got to kind of keep an eye on each day. If you've got him on your roster and you have any thoughts about playing him, this could truly be a day-to-day thing where, you know, maybe there's nothing seriously structurally wrong, but whatever is bothering him has flared up and it's it's now going to be an issue um, for quite a while. Unfortunately, it sounds like it. It's always something with Elijah Mitchell, as valuable as he could be. All right, let's move on to the wide receivers. We might have some good news, though. Cooper Cup. Talk about Cooper Cup for me. I'm not so optimistic still, so I just pumped the brakes a little bit there, Dan. Um, he he is eligible to return and was limited in practice yesterday. So, you know, until I see him get in a full session with full reps at full speed, I'm always a little hesitant to be high on these guys coming off these I think he was listed as full today. Well, that's good. <laughs> Brian's like, that's good. That's good news. <laughs> but I'm still a little weary. <laughs> okay. Still uh, a little weary. Look, let's so him do it back-to-back days, and let's see what he does on on Sunday, because, you know, he, he might be a little tentative going out there. Um, I mean, he really hasn't done much in the last four weeks, except for some rehab stuff. I mean, who knows if he's using sprinted full speed. And, again, when we're talking hamstrings, until you can get in there in a game-like situation, it's really hard to kind of put it through the ringer and test it out. So... 
Yeah, I mean, just as just as a fantasy analyst, this is the positives <laughs> I look for from this standpoint are they took their time with him. They did put him on IR. He's chomping at the bit. The reports are they did practice in full to capacity today. Um, and the other thing I look at is when I look at Sean McVay and I look at the Rams, I think there's zero chance they put him out there unless they're fully confident he is good and ready to go. They, they also they're, did say that they were going to ramp him up kind of slow coming back. So just right. because he's eligible to come off IR doesn't necessarily always mean that they're play ready and well, that's why they give them that three-week window to kind of make that decision because a lot of these guys yeah you want to get them off ir but you not necessarily are they always ready to be back yeah absolutely and it, it, let's, let's say he does play this week i don't think he plays every snap but i think when he's out there he gets utilized which is why i'm telling you guys if cooper cup's out there i'm still going to go ahead and play him as a top 10 wide receiver because i do fully believe when he's on the field the game plan will be to get him the ball and then they'll take him off the field. And then the next time he goes back in, they'll game plan to get him the ball again. Because that's the type of player he is. That's who he is to Matthew Stafford. Now, on your standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to slow play this thing and keep Cooper Cup out for at least another week. We'll have to find out. There's still more to be seen. But either way, Cooper Cup, whether it's this week, whether it's next week, sounds like he'll be back sooner rather than later. That's the good news. What about T. Higgins and this rib fracture thing? And can you explain to me why people are trying to act like he could actually play this week? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, have you ever fractured a rib? Yes. And I, I mean, and move. you know, it hurts like <laughs> the Dickens. I mean, yeah, you can't breathe. You can't get comfortable lying in bed. You're waking up every couple hours at night to sleep. You're loaded up on pain medications and stuff to make it more comfortable. But forget about catching a football and taking a hit. <laughs> I mean, that's the last yeah. thing on your mind. So he was at the practice facility, but missed a second straight day. He didn't really do anything. Um, so I, I'm not seeing him ready for this week. Now, they have a week seven bye. I mean, I'm predicting that we probably don't even see them until after that. I 100% agree because that rib fracture is not going to go away by next week. No. So at least if you take the three weeks with the bye week, then by the time he comes back in week eight, there's actually a better chance he could go ahead and take a hit. But yeah, everybody's like, oh, well, it's a pain tolerance issue. They can numb him up. I'm like, dude, it's a rib fracture. Oh. He gets one decent shot out there and we're going up for a pass and it's over. No, you, I don't. You could that. numb him up and then you could do uh, a, a Rob, uh, what's his name, Taylor, uh, like in San Diego where they punctured his yeah. lung and caused right. a pneumothorax. I mean, you could always do that too. <laughs> Poor Tyrod Taylor. He only yeah. had one last shot. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't expect to see T. Higgins anytime soon either. Uh, what about Zay Jones? You've been out a couple of weeks with his knee issue. What's going on there? Yeah, so last week, you know, I said, listen, there's no way this guy travels to London and plays when their team is going to be there for two straight weeks. Like, let's just keep him at home, rehab him, and I'm sure he'll end up with the team in London midway through this week, and we'll see about this coming Sunday and lo and behold, that's kind of where we're at. Um, he was in the, with the team in London, a limited practice yesterday. Um, uh, you know, we're going to have to see he's probably, they're going to need him. I mean, they don't have a buy until week nine, which is coming up, but it's still a couple weeks away. I mean, I could realistically see them shutting him down just because of this travel schedule and because of the time zone change and and the toll that takes physically on a guy and, and the team. And then they're right back at it next week. So it's not like they have a week off yet. So that's a lot, a lot to ask of a player coming off an injury, but he is with the team in London. We'll kind of have to see what he does in practice and leading up to the game. 
Yeah, I mean, keep your eyes on this. We're not itching to try to play Zay Jones here, but what I do want to see is that since he's been out, Christian Kirk's been an animal, and we want to know if Zay Jones comes back, does Christian Kirk get that hold onto his role? That That's the key. That's the question that we all have to have answered. So that's what we keep our eyes on when it comes to Zay Jones and his availability. What about Amon Ross St. Brown with his abdomen issue where he wasn't able to practice, I think, not just yesterday, but I think he didn't truly practice today either. Yeah, so no, he was out officially out for the second straight day, but there were a bunch of reports saying that he was working quite aggressively with the athletic training staff off to the side, doing a lot of kind of rehab and drill stuff um, aside from the team practice, which you can do when you're um, officially listed as out. It's not like you can't do anything. Um, so he was working with the medical staff, doing some stuff on the side, and apparently was going at a pretty good pace. And he was actually quoted as saying that he feels pretty good um, and actually was able to get up to pretty much full speed without any 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 setbacks uh, during that session today. So um, it sounds like he's going to ramp up his activity. We should see him maybe as a limited participant tomorrow. He could be a true game time decision, but I, he might be available. Sounds like he's doing pretty well. That 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 you know that needs the hallelujah button right there too. Because <laughs> uh, we you need a Monroe saying Brown. This guy's a top ten wide receiver, top five receiver most weeks. They're at home. You never want to lose that on him when Detroit's at home offensively. You know, especially speaking of them from that standpoint. Um, so we want to we want to see it, and you know we might see a little bit of Jamison Williams finally. We want to see these guys actually on the field at the same time for a change. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully Amon Ross St. Brown will be okay. But tomorrow tomorrow will be a big key, I think, for him. Uh, Traylon Burks, he's still not back at practice with his knee issues he's been having. Yeah, uh, so dating back to last week, this is like the fourth straight day that he has not practiced with this knee injury. So I don't think we're going to see him this weekend for sure. The question is, how long is he going to be out? And I've seen some reports stating that he has like a sprained LCL. And if you've ever heard me talk about the LCL before, man, that's a tough ligament to injure. You have to get like hit by a truck in a very specific way in the knee to, to really injure that seriously. So it must be significant, whatever it is, if that's truly what the what the injury is. Um, not a good sign for Traylon Burks. It, it, this could be an extended absence if uh, this is truly what he's dealing with and he can't get on the field for four straight days. Oh, my my Traylon Burks uh, dynasty uh, shares, man, uh, have just been awful. I, I had big hopes for this guy, and he gets asthma. He has his asthma, and he can't breathe the one year, and then this year now he's got a knee issue, and Ryan Tannehill looks like he should retire, and it's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting really frustrating with Chalon Burks because I know the talent is there. Uh, what about Rashad Bateman? So, yeah, he was a full participant in practice today, so that's a good sign. It sounds like there he's going to be re- available and suiting up this weekend. Yeah, we don't care fantasy-wise, but just to get at Lamar Jackson a couple extra weapons yeah. out there against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then OBJ, what's he up to? So he was limited today with this ankle. Whether or not he'll be a contributor this weekend or even relevant, I don't know. But, again, if you give another target to Lamar Jackson, maybe that will help. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar, we know what he is. Rashad Bateman, will, I think, will overtake the number two at some points as long as he's healthy and out there. Uh, I, we're not going to look at him fantasy-wise. I still think the talent for Rashad Bateman is there, so I'm going to keep my eye on him as a potential waiver wire pickup next week, maybe, uh, depending upon what he's able to do. But right now, you're loving Zay Flowers. You're loving Mark Andrews. Uh, we have two tight ends to talk about. I actually want to talk about Luke Musgrave first. Yeah. Because he had the concussion issue, and yet he practiced in full and cleared it. I think he's the, literally going to be the first player who's able to clear the yeah. concussion protocol in a week. Yeah, and that's totally possible. I mean, yeah. that's absolutely possible. It's been this it's, year to this point, that's been the crazy yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not unheard of. I mean, back in the day, I mean, like I think we've talked about this before. There were there was a time years ago, not not too long ago, to be honest, uh, where you could literally um, get hit 
knocked out and be on the field within 15 minutes. But yeah. <laughs> those days are long gone. Yeah. But it's not unreasonable to still be back within uh, a week. Um, it's a lot of it, like I said, is really subjective. And as long as all his testing has come back normal and he's not symptomatic and he's displayed no signs of like a post-concussion syndrome, um, yeah, you could totally do it. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's nice to see somebody was able to clear uh, clear it that quickly, yeah. uh, especially a tight end who, by the way, who's been in the streaming territory, been hovering around the low end tight end one territory for a while. Now, I do have him. I did rank him as if he would play this week, and I do have him at tight end fifteen as Christian Watson amps up his snap count we have to see how this target share is going to work out because there's actually becoming quite a few mouths to feed in green bay and the quarterback while fantasy wise jordan loves been pretty relevant it hasn't really looked all that great in the field it has been all that efficient so we got to see how this thing continues to play itself out uh but let's talk about pratt Fryermuth. this was not great no this is not good news um tight end injury in a, in a, a, a hamstring injury in a tight end is never good news I mean, we're talking about big, burly guys who are expected to block and then go out and uh, run routes and receive. And uh, these guys are not very flexible to begin with. When you start throwing in a hamstring tear in there, oh boy, uh, that spells recipe for disaster. We're definitely going to see him miss a few weeks. They've got a week six by. Definitely don't count on him being back before that. Um, it might even be a week or two after that before we see him uh, doing anything meaningful in the practice field and, and game. And unfortunately, because the Steelers' offense has been so bad on top of it, and Pat Fryermuth hasn't really been all that great. Prepare to be flushed. That's tough to watch. Yeah, unfortunately, I think uh, I think you're gonna have to drop him. I, I don't <laughs> think there's any real reason to keep Pat Fryermuth at this point. Hopefully, we'll revisit him back later on the season. The talent's there, uh, yeah. but the offense isn't. And now with the unavailability, he's not somebody you should be stashing away. Maybe if you have a free IR spot, then fine, whatever. But if you don't, and I wouldn't stash him away just to keep on Pat Fryermuth in hopes that you're finding a tight end later on this season. I, he's kind of fallen into that category where you're gonna be able to find other streaming options there. Um, I wouldn't look at him any different right now than a Kyle Pitts, who a lot of people did drop this week. So, you know, take that as what you will. Um, that does it. That does it. That does it for today's show. Actually, we're doing a shortened show. I'm kind of a little bit on vacation this week, so <laughs> just wanted to get the half hour in with Brian because it's very vitally important that we talk about these things heading into the week. I will be back on Sunday night with Chase Thornton, like I normally am, talking about our heroes and zeros, our recap of the week. So make sure you guys tune into our YouTube channel at 10:30 on Sunday night Eastern time. Make sure you hit us up and download us on every podcast app you possibly can because we're available to you everywhere but all right where are you where should we finding you because everyone should be finding you oh yeah i mean i'm i'm all over the place during football season um you can find me um at the fantasy sports core doing a bunch of shows with our network there i'll be on twitter doing most of my daily updates and putting my two cents into all the injury stories out there at injured list pod as you see down below here excuse me i think i might sneeze ah, woo. That that's, and, that's um, a right there i'm gonna cut yeah. that later <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, uh, we got our weekly blog that I do with Andrew Leduc of um, Fantasy Sports Corps called Inside the Medical Tent, where you can get a little bit more in-depth information along with some fantasy football injury strategy. Um, it's a really good read. It's on my website at theinjuredlist.com. So check it out under the blog section. Sign up. You won't be disappointed. It'll give it the edge. 
Yes, it's worth it. It's worth the money. It's one of the few areas in which you can get an edge on people in this industry now. So make sure you go ahead and check. You get the money. It's super cheap and you can cancel at any time. You're not obligated to move forward. But hey, check it out. At least give it a trial run and see. I love non-committed relationships, Brian. I love non-committed yeah, relationships. most people do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We're going to see you next week. Guys, right. take care. Good luck this weekend. Make sure you hit us up on social media at BillyUpMDFF Show or my personal account, Dan Mater FF. We'll be helping you out throughout the weekend. Check out BillyUpFantasySports.com. My rankings will be up all throughout and being updated throughout the weekend. So make sure you hit that up and we'll be talking to you real, real soon. <laughs> 